Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Today, an interview with head coach Matt Campbell, as we do each and every week. Of course, the Cyclones have a big road trip to Kansas on Saturday for an 11 a.m. kick. I wanted to remind you all that we're having a game watch with our friends from Wide Right and Natty Light. We will be at Buzzard Billy's in downtown Des Moines. I will be there. I'm going to be there at the game watch watching the game with all of you. Uh, Buzzard Billy's is nice enough to open at 1030 to allow us to have this game watch. So uh, invitation to join us there. And on Friday night, we will be having our basketball tip-off party, our annual tip-off party. It is at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Of course, um, specific coaches and whatnot will be in attendance. So if you guys could um, come and join us on Friday night, starting at 6 at Whiskey River in Ankeny, we would love to have a great crowd there to tip off the Iowa State basketball season that will start next Tuesday, a week from today, believe it or not. Today's interview and uh, podcast is presented by Heartland Flags, Heartland Flagpoles. They have a longtime sponsor of us here at Cyclone Fanatic, and we appreciate that partnership greatly. Christmas time is just around the corner. Got friends, family. Uh, We would appreciate you guys thinking of Heartland Flags to, you know, um, you know, wish Wish somebody a Merry Christmas, maybe a happy birthday coming up. Heartland Flags for the sports fan in your family. Really fun talk today with Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. I thought this was a really good interview. Uh, Looking ahead to Kansas and back at last week's win over Texas Tech. Here it is. Check it out on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I thought, Coach, that was one of the best wins I've seen at Iowa State in a while because it didn't come easy on Saturday. A lot of adversity there early in the football game, and you guys found a way. You didn't. You didn't bring your. Did you bring your A game? What game did you bring? And but you found a way to win. Yeah, I don't know what game it was, but whatever game it was, I, I hope I don't have to see it again. You know, it. Uh, <laughs> but isn't that good that we're talking about a win and you can say that? Yeah, that that's certainly a positive, and I, the credit there goes to our kids. You know, I. I um, I thought the leadership of our, our football team and our kids really showed throughout the game because certainly there were a lot of moments where we didn't execute or play to maybe what our potential was really in all three phases early in the football game. And you saw us just continue to grind through it. You know, I thought defensively at halftime made some really good adjustments that our kids settled down a little bit def- defensively. I thought offensively, you know, uh, we were able to, to get our poise and just keep chipping away, you know, kind of inch by inch throughout the football game and then you know our special teams you know certainly you know erratic early and able to settle in and, and have some positive moments a big kickoff return in the second half and some things in terms of our kickoff coverage and punt coverage that were positive but you know all in all you know there was a lot of a lot of areas that I think at least say how do we make sure this doesn't happen again but some areas in terms of leadership and player ownership that you sit as the head coach and you're really proud of how our kids responded to some tough situations i i thought it was a really fascinating game plan and you really didn't shy away from anything that you normally do i've just seen so many times coach covering this league where one team's throwing the ball 55 60 times and it almost turns into the the other one will get away from what it wants to do because if you feel like you have to like the the rhythm of the game you kept going to David on the inside until it finally started working. You, you described it as a patient football team earlier today. Do you ever, is it ever tempting to be like, 
to get away from that and what within you and your offensive staff will, will stick to it like you did because I will say that that won you the football game. You won field position in the second half. Your defense makes some big plays. How hard is it to stick with that, though, when you're only getting two, three yards a pop? Well, I, I think the, the challenge that can happen sometimes is what does the flow of the game become, you know? And you can do that, especially when defensively, you know, the response to, you know, chipping away at that field position is really positive. And, you know, I, I think you the biggest patience that you're able to have is you know you got 32 sitting in the backfield too and, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that the more he touches the football the better he gets in a football game and it, we've seen that over the last two years of that quality really happened to David and I, I think it was an area for us that we felt like we were getting movement just it became when we were going to able to you know break a big one or be able to ch- really change the entire dynamic of the game and like you said we were able to do that late in the fourth quarter but I think it's the trust factor of, of knowing that that's one of your best players and, you know, making sure that your best players got a chance to at least impact the finish of the football game. You, this is two games in a row now where you've had a defensive lineman be out, uh, Ray, against the, the against West Virginia, and then Awazarike goes down after the first play. Um, impressive to me that you guys – I mean, they're they're really good football players and you miss them when they're out there, but it didn't look like an entirely different defense with Matt Leo sliding in and some of the freshmen. Um, first of all, what does any being out mean long-term for you? And, and secondly, the guys who replaced him, how did they grade out? What did you think of their performance? Yeah, you know, I, I think number one is from any standpoint, you, you hate to see a, a talented young guy playing his first, you know, real season of quality action that Eni's getting right now. And, and you see, you hate to see that get cut short, you know, especially the way he's been playing for us. But, you know, what happens when you lose a good football player is you hope you got somebody ready to step in. And Matt Leo's kind of been those two have kind of split reps equally throughout the entire football season and so now Matt's got to kind of shoulder more of that load and I thought Matt had an exceptional game graded out as high as any of our defense alignment after after last week's football game Spencer Benton went over there and took some reps off Matt and then you know some some guys you know Camilo Tongamoya who's kind of been waiting for his opportunity and I think you saw him he got about 15 reps in the football game and really played some good football he brings a different body structure but the same kind of burst and energy that Matt brings to the table and then Zach Peterson a young freshman force you know this will be get to going into his fourth game this coming week that he's played and a guy that's not only playing on the defense but playing on special teams for us and a guy that has really been a bright spot on this football team so you know we're we're, we're anxious we we know that um, you know losing a guy like any is not going to be long term which is a positive thing we might get him back here somewhere t- by the end of the football season we would love to have that happen but in the meantime, I'm kind of interested to see who's going to get take advantage of these opportunities. And I think we think we got some guys that are, are really talented can step in and help our team. I want to get to the Tonga Moya offensive snap here in a minute. But with Leo, I think he's a really cool story in the sense that he was super – he was heavily recruited. Uh, picked you guys over some big-time schools. Come here. I think he got dinged up, I, I believe. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But he's really been patient. And that sometimes is hard for a JUCO type guy to be. What does that 
say about him as the football player and just the dude in general to to wait it out and step up when his name was called? Yeah, I, I think Matt's got a, a, just a true sense of maturity. You know, Matt Matt came in here um, even though he had come from a junior college football program, if still being foreign to the game of football. You know, was you know Matt understood that, and I think our patience of what's the best route to go with Matt. Matt did get dinged up a little bit in spring practice his first year here and you know I think by the end we said it's it, Matt it's going to be in your best benefit that redshirt and I think that's hard especially with an older you know an yeah. older young man a young man that comes in and you know sometimes patience can wear on you and then all of a sudden a guy like any steps in and has success but like I said I, I think Matt knew and is even through the first weeks of the season you saw Matt starting to play really good football and affecting the game that it was really the benefit of poise and patience and waiting your turn really was paying off and I think now we're only going to see that even more but like I said played 62 reps on Saturday and played and graded out as good as any of our defensive linemen in the football game and I think it says a lot about Matt. Well Tongamoya comes in on the goal line power package I don't know what you guys call it where does that come from take me into the to the offensive meeting room yeah. I want to know who came up with that idea and, and yeah. you know how did this get worked into the game plan over the bye week you know that might have been a that might have been goalish they came right. out with that so you know but you know I, I think they're we're always looking to integrate different guys in our in, in what we're doing and you know Camilo's is really talented he played tight end in high school he's he's got the ability to do a lot of different things athletically and you know, certainly was biting at the chomp to get into the football oh, yeah. game and infect it or impact it and you know he's he's doing a great job for us and, and really excited to go in he took like three guys on the, on the goal line play so he tried to jump though I said that wasn't very smart but at least they hit him and not David so we're in good shape so we might see some more of that can we a little oh, tease yeah. yeah I think you will you know he's a guy that um, like I said can do a lot of things for us back there so um, not only is he just a big body but he's a big body that can move and can catch the ball so we'll see what what happens to Camilo here down the road yeah I mean I, I'll, all seriousness I didn't know that he was that athletic I mean ju you could just tell on that one play yeah. that this is not just a big body yeah. I mean this guy can move well I think when you have those bodies you find multiple ways to get him on the field and like I said he's going to have a chance to really impact this football team on the defensive side of the football right now too but you know it's doing a great job and especially in some critical situations it's great to have a guy like that that yeah certainly um looking ahead to to Kansas I'm a guy who I've always kind of defended David Beatty I don't know the X's and O's and the intricacies of the coaching world like you do, but I do know the challenge that he inherited as far as scholarships go, and I know how difficult that can be for a program. And I give him a lot of credit to they beat TCU, but they've they've gotten better every single year. And you're at a point now where um, you know a couple years ago you could just show up and the, and the second worst team in the league could beat Kansas by three touchdowns. That is not the case now. A sneaky, challenging football game, I think, for you guys on Saturday. Well, you know, let's talk about Coach Beatty first. I think all you need to know is, you know, you got to watch their football team play. And, you know, he's done a great job recruiting. You know, some of – I told this to our team on Sunday. I think one of the most impressive things to me about this Kansas team is some of the best players at their position, you know, in this conference are at Kansas. Mm -hmm. You know, at safety, some really talented football players, at linebacker, at D-line, at running back. 
And so you look at this football team and the credit's got to go to the coaching staff and the recruiting that they've been able to do. Yeah. And, you know, I think coach has done a great job building. And I think the second thing that you would say is how hard their kids play. And they play with a resolve, even in the game against TCU, it was nip and tuck right until the end of the football game in the fourth quarter. And they made the plays to win the game in the most critical moments. They're a team that believes. Um, they're a team that I think, you know, plays for their football coach and embody his energy. And you're going to get their best shot. So, you know, we know this will be as great of a challenge as any challenge we've had since since the early start of the season for this football team. And I think our kids know that. And going on the road and playing in a big-time Big 12 football game is the expectation of this team going into this week for sure. Well, um, it'll, it'll be a fun one. Everything is ahead of your team going into the month of November. You said when you got here that that was what the point is. And, I mean, you guys – essentially control your own destiny to play for a Big 12 championship. So best of luck, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, you know, I'm proud of our kids. There's a lot of work to do, but it's going to be fun to watch the choices this team makes here as, as we kind of get on this journey. 